0: Blog Talk radio.
1: Welcome to another night of broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by blog Talk radio hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio Comments heard on tonight's broadcast. Do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, The Soul of America Radio, or its host. If you are generally sensitive to certain topics and or have spiritual beliefs that prohibit you from discussing or participating in certain topics of a sensitive nature, listener discretion is advised. And And now... Located in NS in the, the bright golden gold studio of the, of the soul
0: of, of America Radio, I, I present to you
1: right, right now, Tony Stallings in, in Tony, Tony
0: Stallings Live.
1: The heck would it? I don't have no control of my switchboard anyway. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm on air. This is this is just This is live radio for you. Have no idea if you guys are hearing my voice. Tell you what I'm gonna do. I hate to do this. I'd rather shave a gorilla than do what I'm about to do. I'm gonna stop my
0: music.
1: <laughs> see if that see if I can do that. If I have that power, because it don't look like I got that power, and I don't, I have no control of my switchboard. So let me do this. Let me test something out here. Hold on a second. Okay, I got it back. See, told y'all I could do it. I'm Tony Stallings. Welcome to the Tony Stallings. I don't even know if I'm on the air. Let me see if I'm, if I'm, if everything is beeping. Let me see, I got got that on, got that on, uh, everything seems to be on, yeah, I, I have a real bad internet connection or something like that, so let me just make sure, uh, am I on air, can y'all hit, can you hear me, okay, all right, uh, I'm going to go forward as if I am on the air, and if I'm not, so what, I just, I just like talking anyway, right, hey, welcome, it's Friday night, April the 9th, I'm not muted. Why you keep telling me I'm muted? I am not look at this. Do I look muted?
0: <laughs>
1: okay. I'm sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. April the fourth April the nineteenth, it's two thousand and thirteen. I'm in the Source Studios overlooking the beautiful city of Birmingham, Alabama. And I'm back in the studios. I'm back like a bad rash and I got a bad internet connection, but who cares, right? Who cares? Number one on the show tonight. They did capture the second suspect in the bombing, and I guess people gonna to have to get a life now. They're gonna to have to go get a life, you know, because uh, this cat. I mean, I mean, he's he's in custody now. I've been watching it since three o'clock last, three o'clock this morning. I'm dizzy. I'm so sick of. I, you know what? I don't want to see no more flashing green and blue and yellow lights. Um, I've been watching this thing since 3 o'clock in the morning with these bombing suspects, and it's finally over. Thank God they took this guy into custody. Now, maybe we can get on with our life. Maybe we can quit posting all this negative stuff on Facebook about, you know, whining and crying. Oh, it's doom and gloom. It's bad. The world is so bad. It's so bad in the world. Maybe we can stop that now because this guy's in custody, right? We have him in custody, so the world... Is a beautiful place. It smells so much better in the world now that this guy's in custody, and we have to wait till the next guy comes up. You know, whatever this next big crisis is, and then we'll solve that. Superman will put his cape up, and we're we'll gone back to our normal life. So we're going to have to get a life now, okay? That this guy's in custody. That's number one on the totem pole. And um, also mentioning that. Um, I'm in the process of working something out with Curtis Taylor on a possible show. Stay tuned for more information um, uh, on that, and um, we're going to have that situation coming up soon. I'm doing about six different things. I am so sorry, y'all. And once, um, once we get that nailed down, you would definitely it would be passed on to you. And of course I'm um talking about Curtis Taylor with something for the fellas. It comes on Wednesday nights. You can check him out on Facebook at uh at his at his Facebook page, Curtis Taylor. And also I think he has one coming up with uh Tawana called Revelant Conversation which ought to be a blast. And um uh, I'm looking forward to that. And I am still Looking for, oh, and Hot Topics Radio, man, shouts out to you guys as well. I am actually talking to you guys and looking something up at the same time, so I am apologetic, apologetic if I sound distracted. I love you guys more than life itself. I wouldn't dare leave you guys out of nothing. Big night tonight. Um, I've got something coming up tonight on the nursing homes, and uh, if not, you know, I I am I, I understand, uh, you know, I, I've been watching this thing so much tonight with uh with this uh bomber guy that I'm kinda bombed out <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking we're all gonna take a little break from it. However, maybe a little bit later I might have some good conversation for it, uh, if you know, whenever me and uh, Curtis get together on that. But right now, man, I just need a little a little break from it and I am getting confirmations that I am on the radio and thank thank you for that I appreciate that so I'm I'm live and I'm here uh my board is not really functioning right I can't really see anything on my board you know so uh so be it <laughs> I, I I know I can operate certain things but everything is blacked out so I'm I'm waiting on my technicians to diligently get that worked out meanwhile we got a show And check out Monica at Independent Underground News and Talk Radio. It is hot. That girl is hot, man. She's in with everybody. You're liable to see a picture of her with Obama, not like the one I got, which was false. You know, I faked it, Photoshopped it. She she might have a real one on there. Independent Underground News and Talk. It is on Blog Talk Radio as well. Let me go back and see if I'm showing anything on my board. Okay, it's still blacked out, but I anticipate that my staff is working on that, and we'll have it corrected soon. Now, um, we got changes that have come up into the show, into into Soul of America Radio. Uh, First of all, Tony Stallings is back in the saddle, as you can tell. I'm a sheriff in town tonight. I can say that with my law enforcement experience, right? And, um... I've already said that. <laughs> People are reminding me to say stuff I already said. Just because I'm in my 50s don't mean I forget. Now, calls tonight. Uh, when my board get, gets operational, it's going to be just a second before I take calls because I'm going to have to lay a foundation and kind of talk a little bit. And um, and then once I do that, I, uh, I will get to the calls. Uh, right now I'm not really seeing anything on my switchboard, and I have technicians working on that. Um, and my chat room should have been up. And uh I don't think that's up either. Now, um this show tonight is the start of a three part series, okay? And um if you are if you're gonna listen in the chat room, go to Soul of America Radio dot com. W dot radio dot com. And when you get there, look to the left and register for the chat room. I'm going to keep pushing this chat room until we get some, some people in it because I have been retarded. I, I have not been working on that chat room like I should have. I always kept it closed. Well, go register. Guest number 8578, go register. Now, this series about nursing home is not sexy. You hear what I'm saying? It's not sexy. I know it's not as sexy as a bomber, you know, I I know it's not as sexy as murder and 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 relationships and steamy sex, no. Talking about elderly in nursing home is not sexy. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? It's not sexy at all. Okay. That's why I chose it. You know the staff that helps me pick my topics had another topic for me tonight actually, and I kind of insisted that I talk about this, that I do this series against the advice of some of my staff. The The series is a three-part series. It may be interrupted for other news, like uh, with Curtis and I, if we get something together with this thing. Or we may not have to interrupt it. We may do a show tomorrow. I may interrupt it, however, on Fridays for another newsworthy item. Depends on what's happening in the country. You know, what Wolf Blitzer... Uh, what's that other guy, all the ladies like? What's that What's that guy, all the ladies like? What's his name with the, with the gray hair? Black women crazy about him. What's his name? I don't know his name. Uh, yeah, I don't know his name. Well, him, and, and if these other people get on with a hot story, I'll interrupt it, okay? But this is a three-part series about elderly care, elderly, being elderly in America, okay? I know it ain't beautiful. This topic ain't for everybody, and if you are not concerned with this topic, there are plenty of other blog talk stations that are on right now, thousands of them, that, that you can go listen to, or you can go watch some more stuff about the uh, the bomber. Now, how it
2: came about, let me tell you how this came about. My mom, well, I had a family.
1: I'm back, (laughs) I don't know what happened, I dropped, and uh, I'm back, all right, now, give me just one second, let let me just make sure I'm, I'm back on the air, hold on just a second, I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. I had to check with my staff. Where was I? I was talking about my series coming up and I apologize. I'm having some major problems. Blog Talk actually said that they had a denial of service attack and that they had Oh no, I think uh Tawana Ray Uh, also mentioned she was having some problems on her show the other night. I don't think Curtis had any problems with his, but these have been random denial-of-service attacks on Blog Talk Radio. So that's what might be going on now, because my Internet seems to be working fine except Blog Talk Radio. So back to what I was saying, this show came about because I had a family member to actually go into the medical arena and I'm going to get to the callers. The first one is going to be 256. I know who that is. And I'm going to bring him in as soon as I get this path laid out. So hold on a minute. I know who you are. And 832, I see you. Uh, I think you want to be on tonight. Uh, when you're ready to come on, just press 1, and I'll get to you. I had a family member that gone to go into the hospital, and it was my mom. And many of you know that. I broadcasted on Facebook for prayer. And let me just set this up for you. It it. it, it she when she entered the health care world right i had to assist her and that's when i began to see a different difference in how elderly people were treated in the er in the hospital in the rehabs in the nursing home man this is a serious topic if you are turning into an elderly person i'm i'm in my 50s and I am actually generating into that older society. Right now it means nothing, right? Right now uh, to people in their 20s and their 30s, they don't want to hear no show about talking about old folk. Oh, I want to listen to somebody, somebody talk about old folk For Man, turn back the bomb on stuff on. Turn back something sexy. I don't want to hear about that. Well, it's relevant to people such as myself that have had to care for an individual that was in this situation and I don't care if it's two people out there that this touches that's what the soul of america radio does we reach out to people that might be I, I don't you know um one of my staff members said you want to put something sexy out there that's why I've been using sexy all night this is sexy to people that want to be sexy too <laughs> but it came about after that I saw the different treatment and so when we ventured into the healthcare world and I see some numbers popping up that now on my screen and I can I know some of you I know have, have been, been in this situation. It was a shocking world to me, right? And I found out that there is mistreatment on the elderly on all levels. Now tonight I'm focusing on the nursing home. That's gonna be my focus tonight on the nursing home. Okay. But this series is going to touch on a little bit of everything. From what I went through in the e r to what I went through at the hospital, the surgeries, the diagnosis, the lab work the doctors the uh the, uh, the uh, you name it blah 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 I, I went through a specialist I went through a lot I probably aged I couldn't do nothing but that she was unable to communicate and see let me let me explain something to the listeners out there. You can be totally fine one moment. With your loved one, your family member, You don't have to necessarily be an elderly person. But since that that's what we're on tonight, that's what I'm going with. And then something happened, and you were thrust into another world. Well, that's what exposed me to this elderly population. And when I saw how the treatment was, I, I ran across another young lady that was writing a, a young lady that was writing a book on it. And I kept saying I'm gonna do a show on it. I'm gonna do a show on it. I'm gonna do a show on it. But I kept reaching for the sexy stuff. You know, I, I had a staff with me then that wanted to talk about the sexy stuff. You know, the sex and relationships. What you do when your man step out? Uh you know, um, and uh, all these you know topics. Uh, 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 my man don't. Uh, how, how can I get my man to notice me? How can I get my woman to stop? You know, screwing around. All this stuff. And I got caught up in that for a minute. Okay, but that's not what this radio station is about. You know, Jay has a show on domestic violence, and my show fluctuates from time to time. I've got another show uh, coming up that's going to deal with fashion, but it's about informing you and keeping you abreast about topics that people generally don't like to go into because it's not sexy. This is something that I think everybody needs to know. If you live and you don't die and you keep going to bed and you keep getting up, you are going to get old. I'm sorry. You will get old. I don't care how much Botox you get, I don't care how many plastic surgeries you have, I don't care. Thank you very much. I lost a caller. Thank you very much for hanging up. I don't care how much Botox plastic surgery, you will get old. And guess what? If you don't and you have parents that are alive, they are going to start declining. Understand that. Right now, mom and dad it might be you might be in your 20s or 30s, they might be just active and getting around and moving. If they don't die and they keep going to bed and they keep getting up, the law of nature says they're going to decline to some extent. That's what I want you to be prepared for. I don't want you to be caught off guard like I was. I was caught like a deer in the headlights. It's my job to make sure that I put this platform out to help people. That might be in a similar situation. Right? The main word I begin to hear, and this was a big man. Look here. This word is, is, is not that important, but it ranks up there with oxygen. The word Medicare. Medicare. Medicare, Medicare says this, Medicare says that, they won't do this, but they'll do that, don't make Medicare mad, Medicare pays for this, that, and maybe that, Medicare became a big, it it became just like having saliva in your mouth, Medicare was in my mouth, Medicare, 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 well, Things began to change in my life. I, I, I found myself, we was at the top of our game in the Soul of America Radio. I had four or five different shows. I had In the Ladies' Room. I had The Grill. We had Bold Show, um, <laughs> Let's Straighten It Out. I still had Tony Stallings Live. We had Totally Taboo. I was at the top of the world, man. Everything was just rolling for the Soul of America Radio. We had a little over a year under our belt. All of a sudden I got this call and I couldn't hold it by myself. I couldn't do it alone. I had to let go of what was my what was my baby at the time which was sore and cling to my family member. And you might have to do that in your life. That's why this is an important show. You know, you might find yourself you know, I did shows on the Soul of America Radio, in the emergency room. I did shows in my mom's hospital room. I did shows in the surgery waiting room. I did shows in the cafeteria over at UAB. I was so tired listening to some of those shows, I don't know how I did it. You might have to let go of some things in your life when your mom gets a dad or friend or relative or whatever, significant other, gets to the point where they get in the situation these elderly people are in. I'm sorry to say, it ain't pretty. I told you it ain't sexy. Go watch, it's not sexy. This is not a pretty show. I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about the elder population. Psychology Today um, talked about how, and 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 this began to magnify my view and sensitivity of how older people are treated in the public. And and this is my sort of like, I'm, I'm... my, my my manifesto before I get to the meat and potatoes, and then I'm gonna bring on uh, some other people. We see, think about it. We, we see older people, and I didn't think about it till I got in that arena. People would talk to me and not my mom. They they would look at me and talk because she was a certain age. They just look at me and just start talking. I'm like, uh, she's over there. You can talk to her. They think older people are incompetent. They, we 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 led to think that all older people have this rigid thinking, that they have set in their ways, that every one of them are forgetful, that they're not quite all there, right? That can be caused by some medications. I'm going to get into that on one of the other series, but that can be caused by medications or medical conditions, UTIs, right? We see elderly people. When you talk about elderly people, we think of rocking chairs, TVs, and, the, and you know, the TVs portray them as rid, ridiculous, like it's bad to be old. It's bad. It's bad to be old. Man, look at that old guy. Get your old A out of my way. It's bad to be old. When I was growing up, anybody that was old, <laughs> Miss Montgomery, that, for instance, in Selma where I grew up, I thought she was born old. I had no earthly idea this woman was ever young. She was old when i was when I was a baby. She was old when I was in college. She was old when she died as long as I knew she was always old, and she bothered me, man. The nerve of her telling me to speak to her got time to speak to old folk that bothered me, man. Miss Montgomery did not want us to walk on her grass. Who is she to tell us not to walk around? I'm sick of these old folk telling me what to do. Right? Being old is a negative is a negative thing in this society. That's what we put it at. Listen to this: In 2010, approximately 40 million Americans were over 65. The baby boomer generation was born between 1946 and 64. I'm a baby boomer. It is the largest population ever. Let me tell you how large it is. Four million babies were born in a year time. Every day, ten thousand nine hundred and fifty-eight people die, entering into a some of them going to a nursing home. Some of might they're being cared for, but they're elderly now. They are considered elderly. That's four hundred and fifty people an hour are turning sixty-five every hour. Every seven minutes. Somebody is turning 65 in America every seven minutes. Every minute, and I don't know where to get the point one at. 7.1 people are turning 65. The last since since I've been on the, people have turned 65, <laughs> countless numbers of times. That's 26% of the population. That's how big the baby boomers are. Every, you know, in Selma they had a, a 50th birthday party. Lord knows how many times. Every time I look around, somebody I'm like, why are all these people turning 50 all of a sudden? Where all these people come from? Every seven seconds, somebody's turning 50 years old. That's how big. Anybody born between 46 and 64, every seven seconds you're gonna have an age change in that in that group. All these people. All these consumers are entering into the elderly phase now, except me. I'm still young. I I, I ain't there yet. I'm at the bottom of the baby boomers. They said, see, I'm I'm at the bottom. But all these people are turning older, getting into this activity I was telling you about, The the finger pointing, the get out of my way. Man, get out the wheel. You can't drive. Get your old A out of, the, out of the wheel, man. Go go somewhere and sit down and play checkers, man. Go back to the nursing home. That's how we talk to old people. And don't sit there and listen to this and act like you hadn't had that thought in your mind when you were 16 or 17, like old people were in your way. And I'm setting this up before I get into the show on nursing homes. This is, this is a show about nursing homes, but this is talking about my series, Being Elderly in America, The Forgotten generation. That's what this series is about. I want you to know by the time this series is over what they think about. I want you to know how they feel. I want this, when this series is over, I want you to look at older people differently. I want you to respect them. Not that you don't, but that's what I'm looking for out of this. We've got some myths about old people. and There's some myths floating around that they contribute little to society. Thank you. I think I lost another person. Thank you. That they have no interest in sex. They said old people have no no interest in sex. Actually, the statistics show that up to 70 years of age, people are having interest in sex. Why y'all looking at me like that? (laughs) My staff is looking at me funny. this, This show is not about sex. Weak, helpless, boring, forgetful. Let me tell you, my grandmother called me um, in the the early 90s one day, like she called me every day, every week. And my dad forced me, forced me to talk to her. Talk to your grandmama. Oh, Lord, I should have made it out the house. Nah, I got to go get on this phone and talk to her. Lord, gee. hey, Grandma, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, Grandma, yeah. Okay, all right, yeah, uh-huh. She said, you coming to see me, baby? Yeah, 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 uh, well, yeah, I'm coming. You coming this summer? Yes, ma'am, I'm going to come this summer. Yeah, I'm going to come this summer. Okay, baby, well, I love y'all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, I, I got to go. That. Thanks, Grandma. Bye. Two weeks later, we got the call. That she died, and even right now, on the air, this makes me a little teary-eyed. But I can't take that back. And we've got to learn to respect older people, even at young ages. And we can't. I tell my son he's he's eighteen and everybody that's older than him is a problem. And you know, I'm I'm ancient. Keep going to bed and keep getting up and don't die. If you do that, you're going to be old. I guarantee you're going to be old. That's the last thing she heard me say. Thank you. Last thing I heard her say was I love you. You know, that's the beauty of wisdom. And that's the that's the strength and joy of youth. You know, youth has its joy and its strength, but wisdom is reserved for the ages. And I'm almost through it. I'm going to start taking some calls, but the board is beginning to light up. You know, when you turn on the TV, you see the models, young, slim. Everybody's young. Everybody's young no none of the models are older but yet look at the statistics i just gave you on the baby boomers every 7 seconds think about that go to soulofamericaradio.com if you're in the chat room and please register so you can get in the chat room www.soulofamericaradio.com and i got some stats i want to lay on you and then once i come back from this break I'm going to go over those stats, and then i got one or two other things to say. Then we're going to open up the lines uh, to get people talking. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. Don't go nowhere. i got plenty of stuff coming up. Like I told you, it ain't sexy, but it's definitely something that you're going to use. We'll be back. You're listening to Tony Stallings' show, formerly known as Tony Stallings' Live. I'll be right back after this brief message. Don't go nowhere. Programming that's available on the Soul of America Radio LLC. Get in on all the fun at three 323- two. I'm just amazed. and I'm am gonna tell you why what's wrong with my boy. It ain't nothing but the man trying to keep a brother down. That's what it is. It's the Willie Lynch letter. That's why I can't get on tonight. That's why Curtis and I were talking a minute ago. He had he had a few problems with his show. That's why Tawana. it ain't nothing but the man trying to keep us down. It's the man. You know the man, you know they talk about him on John Shelf. the man. Back to the show and, and my sound sucks. I'm going to do a quick test right quick while I got y'all on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay, yeah, something is definitely going on with the sound at Blog Talk. It's not the kid. Let me make sure. Okay, yeah, I'm going to talk to you guys and email customer service at the same time. So anyway, um, back to the show. And I was laying down a foundation about how we treat elderly people uh here in uh in America, and it's just a sad fact that that's the way it is and um I'm trying to do two things it is low I'm in a show, please help. don't you love live radio? oh heck okay, so anyway um. I thought it said live chat was on. Would somebody do this for me? <laughs> okay, I was having some, some issues with my board, and I'm I'm going to get somebody from my staff who, ate, who was sitting around eating chicken or something and let them help me. All right, yeah, Um, and so th- that's what's going on in our society, and that's the foundation that I've laid down for you. That is what's going on. And um, in, okay, let me type this for you. In a live show. Not shoe, show. All right, all right. Can I do my show now? All right, thank you. (laughs) Okay, so here's a situation with that. And uh, even if I don't have to do any commercials, I'm going to finish this. Now, I read something on Facebook the other day that talked about. It compared prisms to nursing homes. That's why we are here tonight. This show is about nursing homes prison or paradise okay and before I get into it I want to read you something right quick 5,000 deaths in 1999 or, uh, and recently have been due to negligence red flags for nursing home negligence were listed in 5,000 death certificates starvation dehydration bed sores all of those things were the cause of, of death and uh <laughs> I'm sorry y'all, I got um people trying to talk to me. That's what was up. Now imagine that now. Imagine starvation, dehydration, that's stuff that's not necessarily having to happen to your loved one. For my instance, my my relative, my, my uh uh person was actually losing weight, was dehydrated and had bed sores. All three in a nursing home for rehab. All three. Right? Um, So, in other words, everything that could have gone wrong was going wrong. More than 50% of nursing home residents don't have close relatives. That's another thing. Oh, my God, you're going to have to stay with them. And I'm going to get to that in just a moment. Many residents of nursing homes are without family that can support them. Listen, my people. You have got to support your family members that are in nursing homes for any reason whatsoever. Okay, you got to stay with them as much as you can. Listen to this: they are ninety-two percent of the nursing homes employ at least one convicted criminal. That speaks for itself. More than fifty percent of nursing home residents, um, one nursing home, one, one nurses aide may care for up to thirty people. That ain't no lie. Uh, you know, you've had instances. I've seen instances where you know. Older people lose; they become incontinent sometimes, doing illnesses and and use the bathroom on themselves. Okay, and that doesn't mean that they're they're stupid or retarded or have a, a. It's just something that they go through sometimes with illness. And can you imagine one nurse's aide on the floor, and you got people smelling like crap, and you're going from place to place to place to place to place trying to change out diapers and clean beds you got to help me give them medications, you got to feed, you got to do they're understaffed at a lot of these nursing homes and they develop bed sores behind it. That's that's a serious issue. They don't get understaffed in prisons. I, listen, in the prisons they actually get um they said we put the we should put um We should place the elderly in prisons because they would get a shower every day, video surveillance in the case of a problem. You get three meals a day. You get access to the library, computer, TV, gym, doctors. You get free medication. But put them in a nursing home. You get cold meals, lights off at 7 o'clock, right? Two showers a week. A bed bath. Smaller rooms. And you gotta pay thousands for your medicine. So is it prison? Is prison better than a nursing home? Jot that down. Is prison better than a nursing home? According to the circumstances, yeah. Yes. You be a fool to say they want you get free medicine in prison. All of us are chipping in for it. Wasn't the case at the nursing home though. 20 complaints per nursing home received in 2007 with 25, 250,000 complaints relating to quality of care, facilities, staffing. Average of 20 complaints per nursing home. Right? That's what's up, right? Isn't what the kids said? That's what's up. Okay. My last little bit of thing here, then we're going to go ahead and open up um, – Open up the uh, the call here. O- open up everything. I want you to jot something down. People that really care. If you have a loved one that's needing care, go to Medicare. dot gov. M e d i c a r e. dot gov. They can help you pick a nursing home. Uh, they can give you some information. Uh, th- they can really help you if you ne- if you have a nursing home. I mean, have a person that needs to go to a nursing home. Listen to this. Listen to this. Approximately 1,800 nursing home residents die annually from falls, falls that don't have to happen. Yeah, hang up. This ain't sexy. Hang up. I'm, I, you know, the, the. I don't care if it's, I don't care if it gets down to no people. It's gonna go in the archives, and that archives might get one person that needs this. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. You know, we had a show about North Korea last week. Boards were dripping down. I mean, we had to, I mean, I had to scroll on my call board. Tons of folk want to hear about that idiot leader over there in North Korea. In the United States, 240,000 nursing home residents suffer from bed sores. Two hundred Listen, the average cost of a private room in a nursing home is $77,000 a year. This stuff is ridiculous. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. Listen to this. Listen, people. Let let, let, let me tell you. We're getting into the nursing home now. We're getting into the meat of the uh, call now. I'm I'm about to open up the lines, and I'm going to get to 256 first. But... This is the most important thing I'm going to tell you before we get into the into the meat of the show. I I wanted to lay that foundation down because this is a three-part series, and I knew I wasn't going to stay much on this. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't have much time for the actual nursing home itself. I, I'm going to carry that over to the next show. But this is important. Listen to me. Listen. If you don't get nothing else tonight, cut off all distractions, cut the bomber show off, and listen to these words that are about to come out of my mouth. This is important. If you've got a family member or a loved one that's in a facility, a rehab facility, and they cannot verbalize for themselves, if they are urinating on themselves, if they're defecating on themselves, stay with them as long as you can. I had to stay 18 hours a day some days, 18 hours. I was washing up in the sink. I was living out of a vending machine. But if you leave that person in that facility, they're going to keep that stuff between the cracks of their behind because these people are too busy to come change your mama, your auntie,
2: mama them, cousin them, grandma them, just because she didn't
1: boo-booed on herself. They let it sit there. It's
2: easier for them.
1: And then they develop bed sores because of the urine. Then they develop infections because it's getting up in her vaginal area. It's it's a serious thing. These infections can call U- UTIs, and then once the UTIs start, bam, here we go. Stay with your family member. If you got a family, block off time, do shifts, but stay with it as long as you can because if you're there, you can be the voice. You can say, hey, Mama need changing. Hey, I know you're busy, but she can, can you come down here and change it when you get through? Then you can go to the, I, I need this done for her. She's developing bed sores. you know they jump. Call the ombudsman, ombudsman. And I'm going to get into that a little bit later in the show. Don't let up on the doctors. <laughs> I, 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 I had a person in a nursing home that actually was dying and when we contacted, and this is, this is another incident, it wasn't my mom, when we contacted the um, doctor, he came in and said, there's nothing I can do, and left out. Uh, this person had aspirated, and they were uh, taking the, they, they were struggling to breathe. He walked out and left this person to die in the nursing home. I was able to convince the staff to get this person to a legitimate hospital, and this hospital saved her life later that next night, because she would have died had she not gone to the hospital. Now, check this out. What if no one had been there? What if she was in there struggling to breathe and no one was in there with her? She'd have died. She would have died. A loved one I was sitting with coded one night because she strangled on her own vomit. I was there. When I told the nurse, they said, oh, I'll be in there in a minute. I ran down the hall. Get somebody in here. What if I hadn't have been there? She'd have been one of these statistics. It's real important. I want to play something for you before I go to the lines. When you get a nursing home, check their nine-one, check their CPR policy out. I hope you can hear this because uh, my, we've been having audio problems. Check this out.
3: Shocking 911 call a dispatcher pleading with the nursing home staffer who says she won't perform CPR on a patient in trouble. So, why didn't she come to the elderly woman's aid? Ron
0: has this incredible story. Hey well, you
2: know, Bianca, it really is dramatic and it is shocking. It began when an elderly resident of the Bakersfield, California nursing home began having trouble breathing. A nurse at the facility called 911, but when the 911 operator told her to perform resuscitation until paramedics could arrive, the nurse responded that the facility had strict rules that do not allow that, and she was not going to violate them.
1: Okay, I'm going to stop that because it sounds too low. In other words, (laughs) the woman quit breathing. The woman was having trouble breathing. And the facility, when they called 911 for the paramedics, the 911 operator said, hey, start CPR on the lady. The registered nurse that was on the phone said, I can't do that because it's against my policy. You've heard the best story, right? What if that was your mama laying there? And this woman following procedures. And this woman died. No, we want to talk about the sex. This ain't sexy, Tony. This woman died. She God, she didn't have to die. Had this woman performed the proper CPR, she would have been alive today, but they didn't press charges because this facility has a no-CPR policy. Check on it when you take these people into these places. Make sure it's a SNF facility, a, 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 a skilled nursing facility, SNF. Make sure it's sniff. if your parent, a, a mom or a daddy or gardener, whoever has the, 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 the chance to 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 stop breathing or go into congestive heart failure or have have any serious medical conditions. It has to be a skilled nursing facility. Now, anybody can do CPR. My son, Chris, can do CPR. But they've got a policy against that. I'm sorry your loved one had to die. But we followed policy. I'm sure you understand. I'm so sorry for your mom's passing. But at least you can rest assured knowing our facility did what we were supposed to do, and we followed standard operating procedure. Would you please recommend this to other people? Hell no. I'm sorry, I cursed in there. <laughs> I'm coming right back after this. And, uh, well, I'm not gonna take a break. I'm gonna go ahead and get on the phones, man, because I'm I'm getting a little worked up here, and. Uh... Be careful, people, when when you're doing this. Uh, um, when you're choosing facilities, uh, ask a lot of questions. Okay, I set the stage for tonight. I'm gonna go. Uh, the phones are beginning to light up. The first person I'm gonna bring on is my main man, Curtis Taylor. Curtis,
2: you there, man? Yeah, I'm here, my brother. What's going on, bro? Uh not a whole lot, bro. Not a whole lot. Just staying busy and trying to stay out this sexy bombing issue. <laughs> it is sex ain't it
1: I'll tell you I, I, it, it, I thought I had taken the purple pill watching that but I wanted to thank you for coming on man and I apologize for we've had some errors some problems all night now Curtis uh, here has a show called Just for the Fellas tell him a little bit about that before we get involved in this because I'm excited about that too
2: okay well um, first of all, I appreciate you shouting me out like that uh, the name of the show is something for the fellas of course we yours truly as the host myself Curtis taylor uh basically the show is the premise of the show is geared towards a renewal as well as a revival, if you will, of the black man uh for so long we've been stereotyped and cast as being lazy and shiftless and not being there for our children and uh, compensating for over half of the prison population. So basically that's just my little platform that I've come up with to try to shatter those myths and pretty much bring us back, kind of to reinvent our role as mentors, fathers, role models, and just overall black men the way it was intended for us to be. All right. Well, this is a great show. I love it, man. I'm going to be there next Wednesday, right? That's right, it's uh, every Wednesday, 5.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and before I go any further, I would definitely be remiss to, I know I thanked you this past Wednesday for appearing on my debut show, I mean, it meant a lot to me, and like I had hit you on your Facebook page, uh, the compliments and well wishes that I got from you kind of solidified myself, you know, being I the, know, the fact that I I'm in the man. arena.
1: I appreciate that, brother, and, and I'm sure it's going to be a blast, and it always will. I'll be there Wednesday. So, what do you do? You get anything out of this I've been saying tonight? I mean, is it? What do you think about this? Have you dealt with this before? You ever had to have a loved one in the in a nursing home?
2: Well, Tony, uh, to be honest with you, my brother, it. Uh, Renee's over there looking at me crazy because she's hungry. We're gonna go get something to eat later on, but it was. No way possible that I was gonna miss this segment tonight because it I mean it really touches home for myself because I had a grandmother, my grandma Bessie, God bless her soul, she was uh she got put in a nursing home in the early nineties and um due to the fact she was elderly but for seventy, eighty years she lived in the same house, took care of herself, was still driving the car in her mid nineties. I mean she could drive, wash, cook, take care of herself and everything. But a situation arose to where some idiots broke in my grandmother's house and basically tried to rob her, bruh, and uh mm. Yeah, I know and mm. uh due to the fact that you know my father was already deceased and I was in the army at the time stationed at Fort Riley, Kansas, mm. and by me being her next to Ken, what I was trying to do if anybody's ever if anybody's familiar with military life and military procedures and everything I was trying to get what's called a compassionate reassignment. Right. And uh, basically what that means is, okay, I was stationed at Fort Riley, Kansas, but by me being from Lake Charles, Louisiana, Fort Polk, Louisiana was the nearest military installation close to my hometown. Mm -hmm. Um, In all actuality, it was like a 30-minute drive from Lake Charles to Fort Polk, Louisiana, from Lake Mm -hmm. Charles to Leesville, Louisiana, actually. Okay? So Mm -hmm. by the time... You know, I I went home on emergency leave, and I went to the nursing home where they put my grandmother, and they told me, you won't believe this, they had my grandmother, my grandma Bessie, sitting up in a chair propped up with a pillow behind her back, and it was like yellow mucus, and I I mean, I just got to let it be graphic. Yeah, yeah, please. It was was yellow mucus just coming from her nose, and now, mind you, I'm just recently coming back from Iraq and everything, and I I, I still kind of got this wartime mentality and I just went into combat mode if you would I'm like hey I need to see whoever's in charge why y'all got my grandmother propped up on this chair with this yellow mucus nobody bothered to come blow her nose or wipe her nose or uh, Miss Bessie, are you okay you need something I mean I kind of went off to the fact that they called the sheriff department mm. while I was at the nursing home but by me being me and at that time I was still rather young I'm 40 years old now but I was like 1920 at that time, mm-hmm. but, uh, I was like, you can you can call the National Guard for all I care. You know, right. and it was like when they got there, uh, a couple of the uh, sheriff deputies that arrived, they knew my father, who was also involved in law enforcement. So out of respect for my father and then recognizing that there was Grandma Bessa there, they was like, okay, well, we understand, so we're going to have to uh, follow a report and report the facility and whatnot. But, you know, a long story short. Mm to make a to make a long story short, bro, I was just in the process of getting reassigned from Fort Riley, Kansas to Fort Polk, Louisiana, and and during the I had like 2 weeks and I got everything finalized, but my grandmother's only living sister passed away and my grandmother basically gave up and ended up dying in a nursing home.
0: Mm, mm,
2: mm. How How was she? She was ninety eight years old when she passed. Oh
1: yeah, okay, yeah. She lived a full life, man. At least she got to live a full life, you know.
2: Yeah. Wow. But she passed
1: in a nursing home, though.
2: Right. The thing about it is, I mean, I feel like she would have continued to go because, like uh-huh. I said, she up until the incident that took place. Mm. I mean, she was bigger. And like I said, at ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, she was still driving. I mean, she drove okay. to church wow. to the grocery store. You know, she she was self-sufficient,
1: you know. So, so in other words, you think in some respects that the nursing home helped to bring her down then.
2: I, I, I feel that wholeheartedly with every fiber of my being. I mean, it's like they were already mistreating her, abusing her, neglecting her. And then it was like with all this that's taking place and she knowing that her grandson is trying to make some moves to get close to her so I can bring her back to the house. And then when her sister passed away, that was just like the tip of the iceberg, they just, she just gave up hope then.
1: Wow. Wow. And, you know, that, that's sad because I, I've been, I know when I was visiting my mom, there were other people that had nobody there. And we just crowd for people to just come in their room whenever, when we would walk by. And, you know, my first thought was they're crazy. But as it went on, Curtis, my heart began to go out to them, and I found time to just stop in and talk to them. And you would be amazed at the way it lifted their spirits. And I have no doubts in my mind. I agree with you one hundred percent that the environment itself is not conducive to a life. It's not life, man. You got like she's sitting there in that condition with the mucus. That's not life, man. That's not that's not producing anything that's gonna make her wanna just be there the next day or be there that night, and I, I I even today man my mom is, is up and she's walking now, she's back to her normal self pretty much, uh, and everything. But even now, when I get a chance I'll stop by a nursing home and just speak to somebody that doesn't have somebody coming by. So it it does affect you. It does affect them. And I'm sorry to hear that she that, that, that she passed there, but at least she had people like yourself that would come by and stand up for her. Because I know when I walked in on, on my on my loved one in a situation like that, I hit the ceiling too. And they could have called drones out. They could have called sheriff department. They could have called this, this team that was looking for the bombers. They could have done everything they wanted to, man. I'm not going to sit there and just watch my folks go down. So I, I applaud you for standing up for her. I really do. Did she have any other
2: uh, family members that were able to come by and check on her? Well at the time it was a couple of that were cuz you got to realize now uh she outlived all of the rest of her siblings she actually outlived all of her children with the exception of one hmm. and of course he was you know he was elderly himself and in another state so it was hard for him to get around and you know without myself and maybe uh aunt of mine who was no longer married to my uncle so she was like well you know that's not really my mother-in-law anymore so I I'll do what I can when I can you know but it was just it was crazy bro
1: so you do agree with me and and I want you to verbally say if you do that family keeping an eye on a person
2: in these facility is important you do agree with that oh man, it is the utmost of importance i mean just somebody i mean whether it be a brother sister grandchild as was the case with my situation i mean somebody that like you said earlier you, i mean you struck a, a real accord with me when you said mm. just somebody there to stand up for them to be in their corner to let these facilities know hey look we know what y'all are doing we know it's not right but we're not gonna let y'all get away with it
1: oh yeah yeah and i've had um I've had uh, situations like that uh, where I've actually witnessed uh, uh, incontinent people uh, laying in, uh, in feces for hours, and, and they weren't related to me, Curtis. But I felt the need to go to the staff and complain because they had no one there to do it for them. And, and while we are talking right now, every seven seconds, every so many minutes, every every ten thousand people a day are graduating into this situation, 10,900 folk are getting into this society that we're talking about every day, and that's seven people a minute. It's going to be to the point where, man, people are beginning to die, and that's going to be later on in 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 this series. I'm going to talk about Medicare and some stuff that's going to blow your mind that uh, I've come across some information regarding Medicare. You know that Medicare is an oxymoron because they don't care. <laughs> i probably lose my show, but they don't care. That's why I'm considering that an oxymoron. So I'm, I've got another person. Hold on, are you going to hang on with us or are you going to have to slide or are you going to listen in or what you want to do because you're welcome to hang out? Oh, I got you, bro. Do your thing. I'm with you. Okay, all right, hold on a second, I'm going to bring every code 323 in if my board will cooperate with me. 323, you're on the Soul of America Radio.
4: Hi. Hi. How you doing?
1: Breathing in and breathing out, you're on the radio with myself and Curtis. What's on your mind?
4: Well, you know, I had mentioned to you earlier that I worked in the nursing home for years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How many so, years you uh, worked in the
1: nursing
4: home? I haven't really been in touch with them lately, but when I did work for them, uh-huh. I think it was better then uh-huh. than it is now. Okay. But now I was one of the more dedicated workers because I was concerned about my patients. Mm-hmm. And when I was off and had to come back, it was just seemed like they were neglected and they were glad to see me back. Mm-hmm. Because I treated them better. I made sure, when you spoke about bed sores, I made sure that my patients were turned every two hours, that they were cleaned and dried, that the whole bed needed, it was just something I had to do. And I was obligated to it. The money wasn't good, but the work was wonderful because I loved working with people. So with me, it wasn't about the money, it was about... Making those patients comfortable and a lot of them didn't have anybody but their nurse. All G- the loved a- ones that died and gone on and they didn't have anybody to come by to sit and be with them and speak up for them and uh tell the people that they're not doing them right.
1: Well let me ask you this, what what's a name I can call you? Give me a name I can call you.
4: Call me by my name.
1: Okay. I'm what's not ashamed
4: of what I'm saying.
1: I know, but well, what's your name for the people to call us?
4: Kathy. This,
1: okay, Kathy. Listen to this, Kathy. What you said sounds great. Let me throw this at you. Let me ask you this. Okay. If you were in this field today, I don't know how it was then, but it's greatly understaffed, and that statistic was right. When my mom was in certain, she was in four different facilities, Kathy, Kathy mm-hmm. and each one of them, I mean the CNA, had everything dumped on her, Everything and she had sometimes 30 or 35 people under her. She could not give the level of care that you're talking about. I mean, she could physically not do it. So what do you do in that situation? And I I know you, I know you, I I do know you from Selma and so forth, but when you can't give the level, and, you know, it don't matter about changing facilities. That's just the way it is in in Birmingham and even in Selma because I've been in those. How uh-huh. do you do it then? I, I know you mean well, but what happens when you just don't have the physical capabilities to change somebody when they got urine on them, to get that boo-boo out the crack of their behind and, and, and still maintain your job? What then?
4: What do you mean by not capable of doing it?
1: Okay. If you got 30 people under your care, and let's say six of them have a bowel movement, you're the only CNA on that floor working these people. The nurse, the nurse, You know how the registered nurse are. They're somewhere doing something more important, <laughs> putting medications together. Oh, let the CNA have. The CNA are be in there in a minute. That's what they told me.
4: Okay, let me. So let let the me, CNA me, me has me to go in right Oh, my mind. Because It's funny you said that. What? But I used to have to get them. Just like the the uh head people thought that CNAs were only supposed to help other CNAs. But I would get on those uh, LVNs, RNs, and tell them, said, "Look, you were at this level before you got to where you were. So if I need help, you got to come and help me if nobody else is there to help me." So then they well, started coming and help me because I spoke up and I voiced the, what they needed to do.
1: What position did you have at the nursing home?
4: I was a uh, first off, I started as a nursing assistant where they were just hiring right off mm-hmm. off the street. Mm -hmm. Then I got into where they wanted you to be a certified nursing assistant. And that's Mm -hmm. when they came in with, uh, like you said, the CPR and uh, doing vital signs, making sure they don't dehydrate, uh, Mm -hmm. that they have plenty of ice water that for those who Mm -hmm. couldn't feed themselves, be fed. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I had something that had to be turned and cleaned every two hours. And uh, that was basically it. Then that's, that's all we were allowed to do.
1: Let me tell you, my um, what I noticed was this, Kathy.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: and and I've had uh, people that care for my mom that were genuine. They were true. They meant what they said. But when 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 my mom or when anybody on the floor would, would have uh, some type of uh, uh situation where they incontinent or couldn't do for themselves, it began to be the where like when they were giving her medication that, that where she was the medicine just running through her, her bowels running through her, and they could change her, and then ten minutes later, she got another accident, okay
0: uh-huh. they
1: change her thirty minutes later they got an the accident. well, they couldn't keep up, and then you know the re- you know the deal eventually the bad sores develop, even if you're turning them properly because you're sitting in in urine and feces and stuff, and then you you have the risk of uh, running infections because of the secretions vaginally.
2: So Mm -hmm.
1: what I'm saying is it might have changed since you've been in there, but what you're telling me is when you were in it, you were well-staffed enough to where you could see everybody and handle everything, right?
0: Well,
4: I'm going to tell you. I was in a situation at times when... Okay, I worked all shifts. I worked 73, 3 to 11, 11 to 7. I was on call, uh, overtime, time and a half. That's how dedicated I was. <laughs> but there were some days I went in, and this was a facility with 100 patients, and it were not but two of us. So what we decided, me and her put our head together, we said, okay, we're going to start here from this end and work our way and meet up in the middle. Then we take a break, then we do it again. And we might have been able to do about three rounds. But now, when we finished and we got ready to go, we left a note at the nurse station saying, if you find anything on anybody, it's because there we won but two nurses here. So if they didn't understand that, that was on them. We changed them. Now, we had some that could do for themselves. Mm-hmm. But the ones who couldn't, we did total care. We made sure they had their ice water. uh the ones that got up, we just stripped their beds and left them for the nurse to come in and make their beds. And then okay. the others we cleaned okay. and dried and all that type of stuff. What? What? Can in the, was daytime, the difference then? I even had to shave them mm-hmm. in, comb the women's hair, take vital signs, pass feed them, do the ice water, do the vital signs. And when I said vital signs, that's temperature, pulse, respiration, blood pressure. And in cleaning these patients... It's experience for most women that I say that have babies because it's just like you clean a baby. You clean a boo-boo and pee off a baby, and you don't want that baby to develop no rash.
0: Mhm.
4: So this mm-hmm. is how we would do with everything. The now, there's something else that I wanted to mention to you where it's fresh on my mind that's oh, related yeah. to this. If These facilities are doing so bad. Now, out mm-hmm. here, we got one-on-one says a patient need care, they got one person come in. Sometimes they got living in. They got the state paying them for it.
1: You broke up again. What, what was that you they said? One on
4: one.
1: You broke up. What was that you said now about after one on one?
4: They got workers that were coming to their homes, and they didn't have to go into the they don't have to go into the facilities out here.
1: Yeah. Uh, we we thought about that too. And I wish that could be change.
4: nationwide, because if you got one on one, they might can get better care.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. Medicare is not. It, Medicare has changed a bunch since you were in the game. I can see. Medicare, Obamacare has really changed things, uh, Kathy. A whole <laughs> Medicare lot. Medicare is
4: wonderful out here. I don't know if it's no. Medicare from is, state is
0: national. State. Huh?
1: Medicare is national, but Obamacare is really what's happening now. They're choking the money out of Medicare. And putting uh-huh. it into uh, Obamacare. Hold on, don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. Hold okay. on a second. Let me bring three three four in. Three three four. You're on the Soul of America Radio with Curtis, Kathy, and Tony. What's on your mind? Hello? Three three four.
3: Yes. Hey, you wanted to talk on the air? Oh, oh, Tony. Uh, this is Evelyn. Hey, Evelyn, how you doing? Oh, oh fine, thank you. Oh, uh, man. So
1: what? What, what do you?
3: Uh, we're breaking up for some reason. Can you hear me? Wait a minute. Let me let me see if it's you. Hold on a second. Okay.
1: Okay. I think are uh, you on a cell
3: phone? No. Okay, but go ahead. I can hear you now. Let Let's try it. Yeah. Um, now I've not worked in the nursing home since 1999. Uh, but there, it's some things have changed. One thing you said uh, they are. They are understaffed, Uh, most of them. I know most of them, all nursing homes, just as hospitals are understaffed now. Uh, A lot of that because you have a lot of nurses, but they're going into administrative care now. And I I don't know if you made the statement that the uh, the RNs usually sit or do, well, they're not doing nothing, you know, but mm-hmm. most uh, most of the people in administrative care do not to care to do hands-on patients, you see. But now they have mm-hmm. other work to do, plenty of work to do. But they do need more LPNs and CNAs in the nursing homes. Well, why now, are they hiring these people? I mean, I don't understand
1: because, like, oh, when my mom was in certain facilities, It was obvious they needed help. Why do you suppose they aren't hiring
3: the help they need? Because they can't get them. You don't don't have enough. You don't have enough nurses. You don't have, as I just stated, most Hmm. nurses go to school now for administrative care, uh, some kind of type of administrative work. Uh, Mm -hmm. They go in for masters, B.S.'s, and you know stuff like that and they don't do hands on patients they're mostly with doing paperwork which is required by the state also now and their guidelines have gotten tighter i'm not saying you know i'm i'm not condoning that now Mm-hmm. I think you need some kind of way that need to be uh, rectified.
1: Well, well, can I tell you my and and Curtis and uh, Kathy, jump in when you want. It, it doesn't matter. Can I give you my hypothesis on it, Evelyn? Can I tell you sure. what I what I witnessed? Sure. Out of four nursing homes, one, one, two, three, four rehab facilities, SNFs facilities, skilled nursing facilities. Here's mm-hmm. what I noticed as a prevalent as a as a what is it if as a. Um, it's something that was being widespread. Here's what I saw. You would get these little young girls coming in, in as a CNA, these little young girls, and when all this work was, because the work of a CNA man, I, I have a whole new respect for CNAs now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When when they would get in there and get that work dumped on them at this place, here's what I noticed. The supervision, the management played a large part of a high turnover rate. If you worked in an environment where people understood that you were overworked, where people understood that you had a heavy caseload and were willing to concede to that and give you, and, and give you props for doing the best you can, they had adequate workers. Some, some places would have adequate workers for a while. Then the supervisors would change, Evelyn. Now, all of a sudden, people are, it's a high turnover rate again. And I remember we would come come in some nights and two would quit the same night. It was a couple of facilities. So I hear what you're saying, but I think a lot, there was a
2: whole
1: lot of stress in these facilities, man, a lot of stress. They put so much on them CNAs. And the reason I said what I said was I see them, I've witnessed them, you know, people walk up and go, hey, my mama need changing. That You know, and the nurse is putting the medications together. She has legitimate duties, the, the RN. She'll say, go see the CNA, uh, you know, get right, to her, right. and I, she'll I've help I've
3: seen you. that, down. I've seen that while working. Uh, as I said before, so I was not in nursing care, and I wish okay, someone okay. would call in a nurse or someone. Well, so uh, Catherine is on the line. Yeah. She's in, She was in nursing care, but go ahead. She's a nursing uh, assistant, Ryan. Uh-huh. Is that right, guys,
0: Catherine?
3: Yeah. i a nursing assistant, but I wish a nurse would, you know, call in. And oh, okay, okay. His, you know, but I do agree with you also. you Your supervisors are paying for Now you got some sorry supervisors
0: <laughs>
3: that are not ma- mending the floors. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And right. they will not help, and I think they should help. I was going to say if that because
4: if you the, the administrators don't do it, are they getting into positions where they don't want to do hand-on with these patients? They should.
3: They should, but I used to say all the time, but I always spoke too much. You yeah, know, okay. if they want to do paperwork, then they need to find another job. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Is because this is about caring for the people, but nevertheless, it's still short. Now, I wanted to say something to you about that uh, uh, nursing home you said that did not do resuscitation.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, okay. Uh-huh. In that case, apparently, the uh, facility had a policy, and they had those, uh, the patient or the patient sponsors had to sign a form letting them know, I mean, knowing, acknowledging that they this hospital does not do DNRS, so why would you put your 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 loved one in there if you know that in advance? Even if it's a hospital that that uh uh will do resuscitation, on each chart they have a form, and I'm sure if your mother's in one, you sign the form too, mm-hmm. asking whether you wanted uh, DNRS. Done or not, and that's your choice or your mother's choice if she's in her right mind. If she signed that, the, the uh, check the the block, no DNR, do not resuscitate. That's what it would say. Uh-huh. Then they have to honor that. Yeah, living
1: will. Yeah, as well. Yeah, but but my thing about that though, Evelyn is. Come on, let's be let's be real. When, now when you want I went out, to you, facility, it's not
3: humane. You're thinking,
1: right? No, no, no. That's not it. That's not that's not it. I agree with that, but no, that's not what I'm about to say. When I went, every facility we went in, I asked a lot of questions, right? That was before this 911 call. That was years ago, uh, last uh-huh. year, whatever. Now they give you a bunch of paperwork to sign, and they yeah. run you through it. And the only thing you're wanting to do is to get your loved one. Uh, uh, admitted and comfortable. And a lot of times it depends upon the person. They're not going to, I, I've never had, I've never been in a facility that I know of that didn't do CPR. But this person that it happened to, the family members did not know. The person that was the sponsor, apparently from what I understand, did not know they were non-CPR. Uh-huh. It looks like to me that should be a big, big old neon sign that says that. But, uh, come on, it's a lot of pressure on you. When you're putting they, a parent in a nursing home, it's not
3: it's nothing nice. Yeah, not I, I know, I I know. Now my well, mother it did not her go
4: that these oh. facilities train CPR.
3: Oh they, they are were trained. trained they are trained, uh I'm, I'm pretty sure now because as you say you had to go back and be trained. So uh CNA now has to be certified. Right. Uh, you know, at four they they didn't have to be, so uh, they are trained now. I just lost my th- train of thought. I was about to say something else before she said that. Um, yeah, it, it, it you you're and you can't read all those papers. I understand that, but I guess at some time once you get that patient admitted. You're just going to have to go back and read those papers. It's just like admitting someone to the hospital, and I know that's hard.
0: Now, well, my mother
3: was 80. Mm-hmm. My mother was 80 when she died, and I was working at the nursing home then. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, the only child here. I uh, had a brother, but he lived in New Mexico. So I was primary, you know, her caregiver at home. All right, she had a stroke. She had another stroke, but kept it at home, you know. And then when it came to nursing home placement, uh, my brother said, no, she will not go. We, she will not go because she hated nursing home. She would hate right. something come visit me out there, you know. Mm. It's, not, it's been just to look at people uh, right. sitting around. That's what she didn't like, you know. <laughs> and, uh right. You know, so she didn't like that. So we decided, no, we're not going to put her in the nursing home. But in order for me to continue to work and my brothers to go back home, um, we had to hire somebody, which is expensive oh, okay. now. It is very expensive, but we had to do that and had therapy come in also. You mean hire somebody uh, to sit with her at the facility or at home? No, at home. We didn't put her okay. in in yeah,
1: and, and that's another thing, this privacy, private sitting, um, a lot of people think that home health uh, is the same thing. And home health does have...
3: Uh, they come uh, in maybe three or four hours a right, day. Right, uh-huh, right. I, I think like the only that.
1: place that, that really has a full sitting service is hospice. Is that
3: correct? I don't know. What, if they're full, I, I don't know. But I know I think they're longer than just home health. You right. Know. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm not sure. But uh, the home health is only for a few hours a day uh, to help you out, you know. Uh, if, if your uh, caregiver have to run someplace maybe for a few minutes, they'll stay there. And, you know, mm-hmm. bathe and stuff like that. But, no, it, it, it is expensive to keep someone at home. I have a, a friend now that I grew up with. Her mother is 90-something. She's got her at home. And she's just really just there. Alzheimer's got her so bad. And she just uh, from chair to bed, chair to bed, lifting right. her. And uh, sh- she's a small woman, uh, the caretaker is, but she gets up all during the night changing her every four hours. No breakdowns. You know, when she get breakdowns is when she go to the hospital,
1: <laughs> and, and for <laughs> people that
3: aren't, and for people that aren't into uh, this breakdown
1: as a bear suck, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't but, know uh, what breakdown
1: was until I got into this world. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh,
0: oh, oh, okay. That's when I they came into the facilities was.
4: where I was. Yeah.
0: They made but it, sure it is they a They sent the ones with the bear sores
4: To me. They sent me the ones with the bear sores. They were healed and then pass them on and keep sending them to me with bed sores. So I would question that.
3: But you well, knew all, somebody all else of could the could bed people
4: s- with these bed sores as well as I do.
0: You know, no, because it was wearing me down and it was really, a
4: lot on me having to do all these people like that.
0: But so I
3: wanted bed sores not only come from uh, land just uh, in being wet.
4: All the time. No, what I'm yeah. saying is you I know, know I was doing what I had, to, it do it had to, to do to keep them from having it. Too. And I would you know, like they would come to me with the bad shows, but once they were healing and getting better and I was cleaning them and keeping them dry and doing all I had to do, they would pass them on and keep sending them through there to me with the ones with the worst ones and I would question that. Because why was I the only one sterile mm-hmm. enough? To help these people get better from these bed sores. It was more than me working there.
3: Well, so I, I, I it's like enough that to stay on the uh, supervisors that might draw some attention uh, to the situation. And, uh-huh. and,
1: and, 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 and we haven't talked about abuse yet, and I want to get into that. I'm going to take a quick break, even though I know my sound is down. And when I come back from the break, I wanted to address that briefly. Okay. If you can hang around. Can you hang around? I can. Sure. Okay, hang on. We'll be right back.
0: hmm
4: ever? Don't ever
0: ever ever, 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 ever
4: come by here.
1: Hey, baby, Tony Stallings does it better. At least that's what I've been told. We'll be right back. Yeah, y'all caught me. Okay, I'm, I I didn't want to check on my sound. It sounds pretty good. I I had to dial from another phone to check on my sound. That's I'm talking about old stuff. I'm talking about old stuff. Um uh, I wanted to ask a question to to any one of you Curtis, uh uh Catherine or, or Evelyn. Um when 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 I was at a, 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 a when we were at a, a certain facility, uh I began to notice things. I I began to notice bruises on the leg. Um And uh, this loved one that I was with bruised easily. Uh. Now, when you get into a facility, when you're checking into a facility, a lot of things are going through your mind. But how important is it, do you think, for people to be observant of of their loved one? Because in these nursing homes, and I'm going to be honest with you, when I was there, everything was okay. Yeah. When I took my butt out of the chair and got out of the facility, things drastically declined.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I honestly think on about four or five of them, because at some point the loved one I was with was not able to speak or have consciousness, I believe some abuse took place, but I can't I can't uh, uh, approve that. That's why I'm not oh, going to wow. go into that. But wow. do you think... Any, either one of you that have personally worked, and I know that uh, uh, Catherine has had some, some type of nursing experience, and Evelyn, you've had a different experience. Do you think that this is a prevalent problem in the nursing home environment right now, and do you think it's worthy of a person putting that extra effort to make sure that, that it's not happening where they are?
4: Yeah, I've uh, worked and I went back in on my first day, and my patient was sitting there by the nurse station with a black eye. Wow. So I asked the head nurse what happened to her. Okay, let me let me give y'all some background on this patient. She goes in and out. You know what I mean? She in her right mm-hmm. mind, then she go, and then she out of it. Mm-hmm. So she was soaking wet in at this nursing station with that black eye, and I told him I'm not touching her. Because you're not gonna accuse me of hitting her, because I don't hit my patients. So I told the patient, even though she was out, she heard what I said. I said, when you come in your right mind, you come straight to me, and I'm gonna show you where to go so you can report this person that hit you in your eye. So I went on to do on the rest of my patients. She got up out the chair and she came to me. I took her to the end of the hallway, and I said, "Go all the way down there and turn." I could see it just like yesterday. Turn in that last door to your right, and tell that lady who hit you. I said, "You ain't got to tell me nothing, but you go in that door and tell that lady." And when we seen this lady clocking out going home, we know who hit that lady. Wait but a minute, I refused hold on to give her care because I know I didn't. I just got to work.
1: Wait a minute, hold so on. So I a know I now. couldn't hit her. And then you think it was medication. Let,
4: no, no medication did that to that.
1: Let, lady. let, let me ask you this. Let, let me ask you this. Let me make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. When you got to work, she was in a hallway, right? Or uh, in right. a in a in the front okay, with a black eye, right? Right. Okay. And uh and she apparently had been there for some while. Now
4: yeah, when, hadn't when you been got to work.
1: When you noticed it did you did you notice to see had this been documented
3: yeah after I asked him, I went and looked charge. in the
4: chart, um, and it's not wrote in there
3: she can only ask about charts just can't look in the charts
4: wait a minute, oh that's right that's right okay i can look, well, I can only look in the chart what the I charted. the nursing chart i uh, mean yeah, the, CNA the chart and not the nursing chart
1: in other words did you did you did you alert? Whoever the charge nurse was, or whoever that this person, when you showed up, had this had this injury, because
4: let me, let in me, other let words, me, let me, what I saw,
1: you leave yourself open to anything that you inherit in these nursing homes, right? Am I right?
4: Uh huh. Right.
1: So now, is that what you did?
4: She was sitting at the nursing station in a wheelchair, right? Mm hmm. The charge nurse was at the nurse station, so that's when I asked. What happened to my patient? She's sitting with a black eye. I asked the right. charge nurse. Right. The charge nurse gonna tell me I don't know it must have been the medication. I said I I forgot where I was, lost my religion and everything. <laughs> and y'all excuse me for a minute, I'm even that God to excuse me. I said, I know God damn well there' no medication. Get this a black eye. Mm. I said, but I tell you what, I'm not gonna touch her. Till we find out who did it, because I was not going to be accused and lose my job and get my license revoked over something that I didn't do.
1: Wow, and and I don't blame you, Evelyn. What do you think if a if if a person is suspecting that, from your perspective? Because I know Catherine uh, was Catherine uh, was a nurse. What do you suggest a person? What would be? And I know you've been out of the game for a while, but what would you suggest a person do if they uh, suspect I that? Have
3: risk- I've reported uh, suspected uh abuse before
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh even in my job of a patient, and it was investigated and handled uh, mm-hmm. where all of them around mm-hmm. the home knew that i I latched on to all the patients you know that patients mm-hmm. used to follow me around or sit in my office all day uh if if they ran a business, you know, they think they're there, some of them. One prominent man around here uh, ran a business and had to come into the nursing home, and he would just pick up my phone when it rang, and you know, and, and asking people had their hand on this and hand on that. Now you have to, no, 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 you can't pick up my phone. Let, let me take that call for you, you know, and all that. But getting back to that abuse part, yes, I reported it before, But the thing is, what we got to understand, too, when you walk in and you see a patient, maybe with a black eye
0: Uh or
3: something like that, it's not necessarily done by staff. These patients fight. They fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, they can fight each other. Just as they were living when they were young, some of them live like that when they're old, Mm -hmm. you know. So they they'll
4: fight each other. But you know, after you worked with them for a while, because I had been at this facility for quite some time, and my patients were like that, very fond of me. I was getting to know them, and they didn't seem like that type. So it just seemed to me like I knew it had to be one of my coworkers that had done that.
3: Yeah, once you get to know your patient, you you yeah. you know pretty you know, much what know if somebody else
4: happened. did it to them or not. Yeah.
1: But I, I, let me tell I
3: you. Uh huh. Go ahead. Let me
1: tell you something. I I believe that that I found out that nipped it in the bud for me. Um, when the bruises, I, when I noticed the bruises, every nursing facility. I don't know wh- if it was like that when either one of you were there. Every and if if anybody's listening, and you're in this situation, because I got a whole heap of callers on here, and I know I got a, a bunch of people on the internet, and a bunch of people uh, usually listening the archives. Listen to this very well. I don't know if it was like that when these young ladies were there, but every facility I know in the state of Alabama, I don't know about other states, have what is called an ombudsman.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Ombudsman. I can't spell it. An Ombudsman. Every facility is supposed to display the picture or either name and phone number of that ombudsman, the state ombudsman and the local ombudsman. It will yeah. be in the
3: lobby or somewhere. In the, in the lobby, room, room. right. If it's not we displayed, room. find the charge nurse
1: or the administrator and ask them why is it not displayed, because they can get a, a write-up for not having that displayed. Another thing That's I wanted quiet. to bring up, if you have doubts about this facility, and correct me if I'm wrong, Evelyn, they're supposed to have a state book in the lobby that talks about, that mentions the write ups they've had in the last so Correct. many years.
3: Correct. Right? Any deficiency they've had, right. it should be right out. Now, I was stood on a stand, stand right at the door. It was in a, a binder,
0: but uh-huh.
3: uh, labeled so you can see it. Any deficiency that the nurses home get is in there. Uh, Don Busman with they post posted open. All noise like that are out where you can see them.
1: Now, now what I did was, that's why they don't allow cell phones in these facilities. I snapped a picture of it, and I showed it to the ombudsman before I had a chance to actually, um, I I didn't want to complain right away. Like you said, other people can do it. the ombudsman was kind enough to be present when I brought this to the attention of the staff. And let me tell you. It's almost like it's almost like when you bring an ombudsman with you, it's like you got President Obama with you.
3: Right, right.
1: They, they, they. Oh my God! So, it's so friendly, so helpful. Oh my, oh Mr. Stalin's. Oh my God! We had no idea. We're gonna start training right away on this. We're gonna do blah 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 blah, this and the other. We're gonna make sure we get him out of the chair, blah, blah blah blah. So that that's to me is a powerful advocate right there, the ombudsman, because the ombudsman. It's like they really are afraid of the ombudsman. They don't like them in their facility. They're, they're
3: afraid of the state. They're the same way if you call the state.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: The, the ones that come in every year and do the inspection, mm-hmm. they, well, most of the time they walk in unannounced.
4: It's right. funny when you mention that because the state came in one day, and I had been in this patient room where the nurse was going to get some more supplies, but the patient was on the floor. There was a bottle of water on the floor and a wet towel. Now, I don't know what had happened, but I didn't have to say nothing because they were on their way to that room. And so they knew where the nurse had that patient. They found out that patient had been hidden on that patient, the nurse had been hidden that patient with that wet towel.
1: Wow.
0: She was that out is, the door.
1: Yeah, that that that's uh. Now that, yeah, I know in Birmingham, one of the facilities here, um, uh, actually had some family members to install a camera, and uh, and actually caught them. This young man was was in a wheelchair, uh, one of those electric wheelchairs. He was totally, you know, could not move. I think he, you know, when they had the thing out of their mouth, where they were able to operate things with their mouth. I think he was was is that is that quadriplegic? I guess. Yeah. And they were beating him in the middle of the night and <laughs> they recorded it. You got to do whatever your let me tell you, if your gut is telling you something is going on, you gotta follow that gut. Yeah.
3: And if yeah, you, you see like, something, you I gotta
1: be know. like my man Curtis. You gotta go in there and I don't care who they call. Let me let me give you this last example and our time is running low. Um, when I found out that my my mom was not getting adequate care in this certain facility and was close to death. I went in there and I demanded that she be gone to. Well, I didn't know all the rules there. I didn't know you could just take a person out. But when I found out that the care in this facility was lacking and they refused to do anything, even though the doctor had been in, I went into the administrator's office first thing that morning and I said, I'm about to go in there and put her over my shoulder and take her to Birmingham because you're refusing to do it. And I think she's not, I, I don't think she's going to make it through the day. Well, at first they gave me the rigmarotis and the, and the bullcrap, but it got her what she needed. And when she got to the hospital, they said had she waited another night, she wouldn't be here. No. So whatever mm-hmm. you got to do, whatever it takes, somebody's got to stand up for the bruises, and, and even if it's the ombudsman. And my last, yeah. I want to I ask everybody just before I go, because we, we're fighting against time now. I'm going to start with Evelyn. I want to you. Recommend? One thing
3: too. Tony. Go
1: ahead.
3: Okay. Uh, the key thing, and I think it started to come up earlier, uh, when you're placing someone in the nursing home, make yourself available at all times. Mm-hmm. Different times, I mean. I know you can't be there all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, different times. Don't visit at the same time. Different. You know, just pop, pop up. up. Yeah.
4: I know what you're saying.
3: Yeah. So that way Nobody, they don't know when to expect you. And if they don't know when to expect you, they have to always, you know, have that patience right. It's it just them
4: if they're in the wrong because they don't know you're Yeah,
3: see, they don't know when you're coming. Even if mm-hmm. feeding time pop mm-hmm. up, bedtime pop up, sometimes during the middle of the day. And if you have someone else to go by, let them uh-huh. go out, out in between they might get tired of you, but that's all they can complain about.
0: <laughs>
3: but your, your your uh patient would be treated better. Yeah. Wow, and, and that that's is so true
1: because is. I I used to I I got so slick when I really figured out what the game was quote unquote I would leave and sit in my car about three or four minutes or ten minutes and get up and go back in. But,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And they never yeah. knew. Where yeah. I could, they 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 made the mistake of saying, "Oh, show up time you want, Mr. Stalin."
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> how, how about I would go home purposely and set my clock for one thirty in the morning, and get up and drive over there? Now, like you said, uh, a lot of people don't have the time. I personally had to leave. I had to. I, I had to leave everything behind because it, I had to, the majority of it. So I had to leave everything else behind and do this. It was. It was. Yeah. It was in my lap. So when I saw that things weren't working, when I saw that it was a matter of life and death, I got up at one thirty in the morning and popped up in there.
0: Yeah, I sure did. And let me
1: tell you, if you're showing up at that facility on a regular basis, and I was staying sometime eighteen hours a day, and 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 I just had to. Fortunately, you know, somebody else in the house was was working and stuff. And you can show up as much as you can. You're gonna have the your your loved one is gonna get some good care.
0: That's right. mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, but that's if you're the not thing.
1: there you're not gonna, they're not gonna, I'm just telling you straight up 99% of the time The care is going to be lousy And, so you and it's really time.
4: bad Because it look like it should be done Whether you're there or not
3: It should be But it, you know Some people are working for the money Some people just don't know You know And some people just don't, Everybody don't like generic care not Then generic, don't generic, do generic. it Yeah I'm sorry Everybody don't like geriatric care, but they need a job. You well, know? So am
4: pretty sure so there's there's gonna job out there they That's why I'm Somebody else that, that wants that job can get that job.
3: Yeah, but... You, you, I know
4: you, you, what you're saying, but I want you to see it from my point of view. I mean, that's reality I'm, the type person, I'm I'm not going to do is. a job I don't like.
3: Well, there are a lot of people. That's why they're not doing the job. They're just there. Uh-huh. You know, we don't want to be there
0: just to be there. We've got them sleeping And they can in be the somewhere else. You know. <laughs> it's
1: called, called money. money. <laughs> but, yeah. <okay>. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's called money,
1: Captain. That's, that's what makes what them do it. Yeah.
3: And, yeah. and get away yeah. with it as
1: long as they can, really. Yeah.
3: That's right. That's right. So I, I, so I, I, that's I why I would it, it would be
4: at other places like it is out here. Because I'm telling yeah. you that out here, it's wonderful for the elderly because a lot of them are getting their one-on-one care at home, mm-hmm. and it's not as expensive here, huh?
3: My mother had one-on-one care, but we had to pay dearly.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's different.
3: It's not state or anything like that. So you
1: have to pay out of your pocket, right?
3: Pussy, it right. Up a lot she out She for her therapy, she had. Medicare and Medicaid. Right, right. If right. finally got Medicaid. So uh-huh. that covered her therapy. But as far as the private center, we had to pay oh, nothing yeah. over there. We had to now pay Medicaid that. And, and, and Now Medicaid got another exception that don't
4: nobody know about, that they'll take care of all of that, and they'll buy your eyeglasses. You can get anything done that you need well, to get and, and if I you, need go town, and you go out of town you go to the emergency room, they'll cover that.
1: Where is I is think that? you're talking about Medi- you talking about Medicaid, right?
4: No, this Catholic? is an extension of Medicare.
1: What state? Uh,
4: I don't it's out here in California, but I, you know oh, I, I could look I'm into for, it and see but, if it's another name somewhere else because maybe it is somewhere else and nobody know about it. Because a lot of times things are going on and people don't say nothing and people won't know because people won't tell them.
3: Yeah, because well, I'm see yeah, I'm at that age now where I'm almost nursing home material now. My children keep threatening me every day. But um, they say they don't believe anybody. I'll take and, and, and
1: that's another thing that's very important about nursing homes for long-term care usage. Everybody out there under the sound of my voice, do yourself a favor, and if you don't have a, a living will or a will or a power of attorney, go ahead and do those documents. Because that's right. She said something very important then. If you get to the point where you're unable to speak for yourself and you don't have a, a, a authorized representative, the state can do whatever they want to.
0: You they need can. to make
1: sure that you get your, your that you get your power your, your living will together. If you don't want to be in a certain situation, put that on your living will. If you want a person to be able to handle your affairs for you if you can't Do a power of attorney. It can be a limited power of attorney. I don't recommend giving anybody a full, durable power of attorney because some people would take advantage of that when you get in a bad situation. Do a limited power of attorney or a health proxy. That is very important because I saw so many people laying up out there that there was nobody to speak for them. And guess what? The decisions Uh, were being made by the staff. Right that's right the 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 the, the, the uh the the, uh, the 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 son never came up there in this in this person that was neighboring us and so uh they were making the decisions the son never came up there he didn't care apparently and See,
3: and that's, that's that's the sad part now uh, We're talking about the the nursing home the state and you know payments and people just throwing the elderly to the side but what about the children that are throwing their parents or, you yeah. know, the elder Now that is what's happening a lot today. I have seen a patient uh, come admitted to the hospital. You may not see a relative until a holiday,
0: uh-huh. or
3: until that patient is dying. Yeah. And then they come in and, and and try to find something to sue about. Right.
4: But then, sometimes you know, they're ready to come and have their hand open for something.
3: Well, see, they don't have time to visit. Yeah. And see, we we stick these people, at, and that's another
1: thing, and, and that's a whole other show. It's going to be another show. Uh, mm-hmm. When you've got large families and you're deciding, the, the the big decision, do we put mama in a nursing home or do we not? You're going to have one brother in some families that say, no, we ain't put my mama in a nursing home, but then they won't they won't drive from uh, Michigan to care for them. But no, the don't put mama not. in a nursing home. But You saying, hear what, mama? And you're saying, yeah. look, I can't be here all the time. That, that's another thing I think that needs to be thought out in advance. What are your right. siblings going to say if you have any? What are the? Uh, what about the spouse? The spouse might be able of the of the uh, of the party. The spouse of the person in the nursing home might be able to uh, deal with the, the the situation, and they might not. Right, you got to have right. all your ducks in a row, and we, it's a big thing. I'm telling you all, it but is a huge time thing. some time now,
3: looking at that patience. Care uh, situation, it might be best for them to be in a nursing home. But you know, and that's the you true, you know, some people got this
1: thing I ain't putting my mama in a nursing home. Uh uh-uh, uh, no. And you got to fight this person, and that person might have power of attorney. That person right. might have the health proxy. And, and that's another thing. We get a lot of little sticky situations in these families over these health proxies, health, health proxies, right. and wills, and power of attorney it can be sticky especially if there's a if there's a spouse involved and the spouse isn't really understanding what's going on oh man right. you're going to have some serious issues right. i mean it 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 just affects so many people and that's why I, the 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 way i did this show was that you, you think about it and this is so true when i read that statement that in a prison they get free medication and do you know how much medication costs if you don't have uh, adequate uh insurance oh, really? to cover it? Yeah, yeah, they get free meals, good meals in the prison. I used to work in the prison as a correction officer, Curtis, and they got good meals in the prison. I used to eat in there with the prisoners. But when I got uh, when, uh, my, when my mom was in certain uh, uh, facilities, I couldn't eat that mess.
3: Y'all, I understand most of the food is bland. <laughs> I couldn't,
1: I, and and look, and, and look, they, they they were they uh, they would get they were granted showers
3: liberally in prison. At the nursing home, I think they gave you certain days you could shower. Well, now we our our patient was supposed to have a bath every day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, then, and then some of them that had the bed baths. I mean, it was a different. But before we go, we got a little over a little under nine minutes before you go, Evelyn, because I heard you you say you had to go. What is the the number one thing if you because th- these shows go into the podcast and they stay there forever, and we get thousands of listeners from the podcast. And I know okay. somebody might be listening because of the title of the show. That's uh, considering nursing home placement and so forth. Out of your experience, what's the what's the number one thing you would say is the most important thing or red flag or what do they need? What needs to be prevalent on their mind when they're thinking about putting mom in a nursing home?
3: Uh, I think I just said it. Uh, you know, yeah. you check the facility, look at the um, uh, state reports. Uh, that's the um, uh, in the book that I just told you, with the state or uh, whatever deficiencies they have, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, you,
3: you can look mm-hmm. at that book, and you can tell their rating every year. You know, every so, year, and mm-hmm. and and that won't have all incidents in there now. But mm-hmm. if there's enough of them, you know, you know that's a uh, that's a flag there. So you know, the you main thing
1: you're it. saying, the most important thing, is to go into that lobby. And, and and get that book and look at all of the deficiencies they've had.
3: That is one important thing. Uh, the others is, you know, just look at patients. And as I say, you can't judge the bruises and stuff uh, mm-hmm. by just looking at them, but you can see how many are bruised because they shouldn't be. Look at the care. Now, you know, when you, you had mentioned the, earlier. The, the, the dressing and the hair, you know, look at that. That's called dignity of life. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look at all that, you know. But that Uh-oh, was but nationwide. just put in a corner sitting around, you know. Is there an activity for
4: them? That was mm-hmm. a nationwide thing because we saw it out here on the news where they were talking about, you know, when you said that later lady wasn't allowed to do CPR. That's a thing mm-hmm. that they should look into, too. Are you training your workers to do this CPR in case something happens to my relatives?
3: Now I think everybody at work in one of those facilities are trained. Even now, if, right.
4: you
3: think so? Yeah. she yeah. Did. Uh, this, this woman that talked to the
1: nine one one was a registered nurse. She was trained in CPR, but she said her 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 thing was I can't do this because that's against our policy. It wasn't right, that she right. wasn't trained. She just refused to do it because of her policy. And and she right. was like, well, let me speak to your supervisor. She was like, my supervisor's standing right here. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So I mean. I guess it just depends on 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 the facility. But Evelyn, I I want to thank you for for coming out. I'm just I'm gonna go to uh, Catherine. I want to thank you for calling in. And please, we're gonna keep this series going on for the next couple of uh, uh, weeks. If nothing else comes to, if we don't get any big news, you're okay, welcome I'll to call to in it. and listen or contribute.
3: Okay, Tony. And uh, thank you for letting me uh, voice my opinion.
1: Yeah, and hold on. Don't hang up. I'm gonna put you on mute, but just hold on. Okay. All right, thanks so much. Now, um, Kathy, I think Uh you've already said it, but I wanted you to say it again. In your mind, what do you think the most important thing is? Evelyn thinks that the most important thing is the uh, 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 number one thing probably will be the book. Getting the book and looking at the deficiencies uh, will probably be the, 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 the main thing, and then looking at the other patients. Uh Outside of what she said, what else would you say that a person should really put forth an effort to make sure it's happening or not happening? Ask questions.
4: Be thorough. If you don't know if you're going to think about it, jot down what you need to know about these places before you get there. Just be accurate. Uh, How often, uh, how many you have on staff? If if my you know really gonna get the proper care if you you know guaranteeing me that, but you know even though you're saying the right thing, go by there when you can and check anyway but and I like what she said about you check the facility out, see what's it about, see what's going on, you know uh it's like a tour, you know, walk through the place uh see if how you feel about it. How your spirit and how your chemistry is going to get with this place before you place your relative there. If you're comfortable with it, if you think you're going to be happy with this place, because if you're not, then that's not the place to put them.
1: And that's true. I appreciate that. And thank you for coming out. And and I've been trying to get you on, so you make sure you dial in next Friday. uh, Because I think, I don't know which one I'm doing under this, but I'm going to be doing another one uh on this okay. facility. so you call in and hang out with us. Don't be no stranger.
4: Okay, and thank you uh for you know letting me participate and I hope that I said something that maybe somebody out there can get something from it, you know, because I was telling them I had hand on experience so I pretty much knew what was going on then and it's changed now. But I'll be praying, you know, that. Things will get better in these places because these people do need the proper care they do need the help and it's some that don't have nobody but the staff there, all all their family members, and there's nobody else left to go buy a check on them so wow. we're gonna you know hold on to a positive side of it, thinking that we're hoping that this is gonna get better
1: wow and i and I appreciate that, and thanks for that last word I really appreciate you coming out. And before I go, look for signs of physical abuse, uh, bruises, rope marks, repeated unexplained injuries, uh, the attitude change. Look for verbal, emotional, psychological abuse when they become uncommunicative, unresponsive, unreasonable, lack of interest, unexplained changes in behavior. Look for sexual abuse, unexplained vaginal or anal bleeding, torn or bloody underwear, bruised breasts or buttocks. Check that, too. Also, uh... Make sure that uh uh that, that they are um, uh, not fighting with the other other patrons like uh Evelyn suggested. What do you think about this, Curtis? What do you think about this tonight, man?
2: Well, uh real quick Tony before we go, I just wanna first of all uh commend Miss Cathy on her diligence and you know, her actually caring about her residence when she was in the business and the nursing facilities and everything and also wanna commend Miss Evelyn on her knowledge of um the ways of going about checking out the facilities before you decide on one. And uh the only other thing that I would add to that, you know, they pretty much said to uh check out the facilities, to uh check the books and the record of the dealings that they've had with these patients. But one other thing I would add, just really talk to the patients and the residents themselves it's nothing better than first-hand accounts of what's going on in the facility and who better to get that information from than the residents themselves.
1: That is so true. Word of mouth is the best way to do things. Word of mouth is the best way. So, and and Curtis, are we still
2: going to work on that collaboration? I'm waiting on you, bro. I'm waiting on you.
1: We can make right, it happen. Ap- after the show, I'm going to shoot you an, an inbox. And uh, and y'all stay tuned to uh, Curtis Curtis's page, and stay tuned to my page. We've got a collaboration we're trying to put together probably within the next 24 to 48 hours. And it's going to be a blast. I'm telling you, it's going to be a blast. So, keep, stay tuned. And Curtis, it's a blast, man. I appreciate you coming out, bro. Always, bro. Always. And I appreciate you supporting your boy too. Alright, man. Well, I'm going to head out. We got sound situations. Uh, I'm going to head it out on my boys, parliament. <laughs> because that's the way I feel right now. I'm I'm actually free of this board that's been giving me problems tonight. I appreciate everybody for listening in. Thanks, and tune in next Friday, and keep an eye on the Soul of America Radio tonight to see when Curtis and I are going to get this thing together. It's going to be soon. You don't want to miss it. I'm out, y'all. Take care.